Okay. We we found this old rich dude's party. Yeah. This house is weird, though. It is pretty weird. All I mean, rooms. like, did you see all the statues back there? Yeah, honestly, do it. This it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Like the hippo with its mouth wide open. Uh, it says something about the menagerie tragedy. What? What? What is even that? Yeah, this guy's into some really weird stuff. But hey, it looks like a pretty good party. It looks like 14, 15 people. Maybe yeah. there's some good cake. I hope so. Uh, oh yeah. We uh, remember the plan is to go go in, pretend like we're giving one of these those apples as a gift, and yeah. then. Uh, run on out. Yeah, with a piece of cake. Expect a thing. Right, it's like that other movie, like Wedding Crashers. I want to say, but a party, like birthday party crashers. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I guess we got to get through security first. So you guys, um, you guys here from my from from my dad's party for the big old thromby reunion. Yeah, we brought an apple. Yeah. Yeah, we're thrombies. You brought a... I don't remember whose who's kids are you guys supposed to be. Uh, My I mean, mom's. Oh, your mother, right. Well, uh, yeah. you got an apple, that's about that's about all you got? Yep. Uh, it's, it's a special apple. Okay. Uh, well, my dad's collected weirder things, I'd say... Uh, He's he's in the lobby back there. Got a lot, got a lot of people around him, but yeah, have, uh, you know, knock yourselves out. Come on in. Uh, do you care delivering the apple? We just kind of want a piece of cake, and we we gotta get going. Actually, oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can do that. Yeah, we could stop by tomorrow. Say hi to the old guy, old birthday boy. Oh, to Harlem? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take maybe that do the off Har- your hands for now. Yeah, maybe do the Harlem Shake with him. I don't get it. Ah, uh, pastor time. Kids these days. <clears throat> oh, oh, okay, Adam. We got the cake. Let's go. Score. Now, hold on a second there, boys. I don't remember seeing you two being invited to the party. Mind if I... Ask you a couple questions. Uh, we we just want a yeah. cake. Yeah, we we, we just got our cake. <laughs> you and me both—that stuff's the tastiest I've had in at least oh five days. Were you invited, uh, or you also just getting cake? Well, I was invited, but you see, I don't know by who is the question. Name's Benoit Blanc. Call me Ben Blanc if you want. And and you and you are, uh, Adam and Tyler Thromby. Well, nice to meet more extended members of this very interesting family. Now that now that being said, boys, um, there was there was a little something about that apple. Was was that apple anything to do with you? Oh yeah, we gave we gave him an apple. Oh boy! Yeah, that was uh, it was a par- good party last oh, night. You so the apple was from you, fine fellas. Well, uh, why don't y'all grab a seat? I got a, I got a story to tell you. We're gonna have to get you I boys. Stories. We're gonna have to get you boys all caught up. You see? Uh, yeah. 
All right, listen and listen good. We're back. That's right. I'm back for back and better than ever. Yeah. I don't know why I kind of just spaced on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're pathetic premiere, and we're back with another movie of the biweekly basis. That's right. Yeah, and this time with our returning special guest from last year of three times, actually. John. It's me, John B.C., a new year, same old shizmanizzle. He was our first guest and our last guest of the last year, if you count the last one. Oh, my God. Such an honor. I'm I'm, I'm heading and tailing every year, and looks like the, the, the tradition is continuing. <laughs> see, see, that's how we rope the people in. We just got to... Hold, hold on tight. Uh huh. You smart little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's some it's something to make them look forward to. Like you know when you're a kid and you look forward to the like the Christmas movies at the end of the year. Oh yeah, it's one of those kinds of deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, John's gonna be on. I'm excited. Oh boy, I can't wait to get five more views. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, it's always a fun time <laughs> to be on here, and uh, the flick you guys picked is a dang good one. So we're in for oh, yeah. a yeah. in for a hoot and a holler this time around. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, we're happy to have you on. And uh, if it's your first time viewing or listening uh, or whatever this is, um, I'm I'm not sure like what people do. If do they like put like uh, like the cover art on like a screen and just stare at that for like an hour, or how does that all work? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, uh, podcasts have taken on this new trend where instead of being audio-based, they're entirely visual-based, and it just consists of a JPEG, and then the longer people stare at the JPEG, the more revenue you get. It's a pretty oh, good business model. It doesn't really require a lot of work either. <coughs> we just need to be uh, graphic designers then. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> we, I mean, we just got to call up Eli again. Hey. We need a new original picture every two weeks. Uh, well, I mean, he does like uh originals uh thing for the Vikings every time like uh they play. Like the Vikings. Yeah, like the, the Vikings, Vikings, not Valley City Vikings. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, it, like, like he does fan art for them. Like, if they need something, he will do it. Oh, so it's like unpaid. Well, I could show you stuff. Fan art, you mean? Yeah. Not commissions. Yeah. Yeah. Simp. But you know, if a Viking told me to draw fan art of him, I I would probably do that too. He's they're, they're dangerous. They got like weapons and helmets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't checked him out, uh, go check out Eli Colbert, uh, creative. Um, he, uh, he's the guy that did all our logos and stuff. He makes good stuff and cute little popcorn man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Other than that, uh. Catch us with a new movie every other week. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And with that, uh, it's time to go do the show. Oh, boy. Yeah. Curtain call. Here we go. Wait, what movie are we doing again? I know it was a good one, but I don't uh, remember which one it was. Uh, Spoons In. Ah, Spoons In. My favorite. Spoons In. I feel like what Spoons is... In would be just like a relaxing movie. 
to watch. That would be very horrifying. I think that movie's just about eating applesauce. Spoons go in, <laughs> you taste the applesauce, and you keep keep rinse and repeat. It's one of those like gimmicky 4D movies then, too. <laughs> so uh, out of the uh, little little machines in front of your audience seat just like splatter you with applesauce every five minutes <laughs> and the guys right. forget to clean it up and it gets moldy and then the whole the theater gets to be condemned and they're like I wonder why that didn't work we thought 4D was the future hmm. right um, and I guess we should just address the elephant in the room as well. His name is Todd. Uh, this, uh, this isn't like our first take about this. Oh yeah. We're totally redoing this. Cause, uh, uh, nope. uh, I had audio issues that were completely outside of my control and I, there was not a thing I, I could have done to, to change it. No siree. I forgot to record Nope, not I at all. I forgot to record that. That was that was on me. But not this time. No siree. See, it was for the better though, because we're going to do this like twice as good as last time. Yeah, to, to, to very, very, very. No much so. fat. We're gonna trim, trim all the extra layers. No fooling around. We're gonna <clears throat> get straight to the point. Yeah, there, there's uh, not gonna be a single like... sidebar or. If you guys would like the John cut that's over six hours long, <laughs> let us know. It's six hours of silence because uh, <laughs> the audio didn't work, didn't work. But it does come with a complimentary picture of the cover of Knives Out, which you can stare at for six hours. And the longer you stare at it, the more money we'll get. Yes. Uh, especially if you can. T- uh, did you guys know about like the secret trick about that? Uh, No, elaborate. About what? Uh, like the whole with the whole DVD cover. Wait a minute, DVD. Oh, yeah. oh what? Wait a minute. No, keep going. This is so so like um the very special like release with a Blu-ray DVD like digital combo. I don't I don't know how many things there are anymore. Um, they have like the sleeve thing that you take out, uh, turn uh, and people turn it oh, around. Yeah. Which on the back it's all the knives out like that big sculpture that he has in like the end. By the way, we're doing Knives Out, so spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, Sorry, we never said that. Um, Sorry we lied to you guys. It's not yeah. Spoons In. It's, it's the other thing. It's, it's, but, as yeah. you were saying. Um, um, uh, so you flip it around, and the entire family's on the front. And you flip it around, you slide it down, and all the knives are pointing at one particular character. And I will send you the guys the picture through via Discord. Okay. Uh, uh, it should be there. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> it, it's really him? That is such a big spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, Wait, it's it was like, him? But in... And like... Well, in hindsight, you wouldn't know. Uh, No, it, uh, <laughs> what should I say? Is if you haven't seen the movie, you don't actually know that's a spoiler. Because Chris Evans is just like a really... He's like the biggest name right now besides Jamie Lee Fox, who's in the movie. So it's probably just an advertising thing. Well, I mean, like Daniel Craig too. Oh, who am I kidding? Yeah, uh, well, star well, yeah, because like da- for a second I was thinking James... Daniel Craig was the Harry Potter kid. I was like, what? That's right, Ra- Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah, Man, how he's grown. <laughs> uh, you mean the guy from Guns Akimbo? 
Hey, I actually kind of like that movie. Guns Akimbo? Or Weird Al. Oh, both. Yeah, I haven't seen either one, but I gotta see the Weird Al one, because I'm just... Come on, it's free on Roku love, Channel. I mean, it's, not, it's just a matter of me not having enough time, but I... Yeah, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe is just... I love that he's just doing whatever the hell he wants, and he's just like, I want to do a Weird Al movie. Like, I can just coast off royalties, just like, let me live my life. Yeah. And then it does well, and he's like, well, great, good. So, yeah, that cover thing is a bit, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a thing. That's a spoiler. Right? Uh, it's it's like, a no, I have, have not seen another DVD stuff, do this. Though. It's true, only about... yeah. Uh, Thirty percent of people. And so, if you like, lose what this... kind of person's gonna play with the cover before they watch the movie? <clears throat> well, you have to unsleeve it at some point. Well, yeah. To get to the DVD case. Well, I thought that was outlawed. You can't unsleeve things anymore. That's like that's worse than degloving. You get like six oh, months of community service for that for unsleeving. Unsleeving. <laughs> <laughs> Unsleeping. But yeah, of the ten percent of people who are watching it on DVD, another five percent are gonna look around, uh, look at the cover, the back cover, and go, "It was him." But what would unsleeping be? Would that just be you break into people's houses and just like yell surprise? Uns unsleeping. <laughs> you just leave. I said unsleeping. Yeah. Uns yeah. <laughs> unsleeping. Just coming up with an unnecessary word for waking people up loudly. <laughs> a guy busts into Without a person and screams into a guy's hearing aids. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it'd probably be either that or like insomnia type of thing. Yeah, you were charged with. Uh... I'm sorry to tell you, sir, but you have unsleeping disorder. <laughs> That's better than what I was gonna say. Take here. Take a take a melatonin. You'll be fine. Yeah, nothing. Nothing will go wrong. Take these re-sleeping pills, and they're like roofies. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> There's just some guy in an alley. He's like, "Hey, kid, do you want to buy some <clears throat> unsleeping pills?" I heard you had the unsleeping disorder. Take these re-sleeping pills, <laughs> and then the, and then you just pass out right there. <laughs> like, whoops! Well, gosh dang it! <laughs> What an unfortunate series of events. Um, oh, gosh darn. Uh, the movie Knives Out. Uh, it was... Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. A mis Wait, what? It, it's a mystery, right? Like, that's how you'd probably classify it? Like, a whodunit sort of thing? Yeah, uh, let's see what Google, like, tells us. Because, you know, Google has a thing. And Google knows everything. Uh, where, uh, Knives Out 2019 film. It is... Uh... It's, uh, why doesn't it say? Oh, Google uh, doesn't Genre. Yeah, they're just beating around the bush. Why are you hesitating, <laughs> okay. Google? For some, somehow, I just typed in knives out genre. Oh, yeah. And it gave me, like, nine genres. <laughs> See, that's why I couldn't remember what so, it so was. You just, it's like 50 different things. So, so you ready for all these? Y yeah. Yeah. You, you, got, you, you got comedy. Drama, crime thriller, mystery, dark comedy, thriller, crime comedy, crime film, neo-noir. Wait, was thriller mentioned twice? Well, no, no, you got crime thriller and oh thriller. 
<laughs> this Venn diagram must be a mess. I just looked up Knives Out and it says uh, mystery crime. So I guess those are the big buzzwords. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of like the sequel to Knives Out, uh, actually, uh, the Oscar nominations came out on Tuesday oh, no here. Not to d date this. Uh, Glass Onion got nominated for one of them. That being... Uh, do, do, Best thriller, look crime here. thriller, uh, mystery, crime, crime, mystery, action thriller, <laughs> drama, comedy, crime. Neo-noir. Uh, yeah. Neo-noir. <laughs> 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 what? Um, oh, oh, here, let me 2023 Oscar noms. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Wonder how many houses. Uh, are by the way, Adam. Uh, nom 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 them nominated for that. Nom 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 nom. What have you done to us? Uh, same thing that uh, uh, smiling friends have done to you. <laughs> Corroded my sense of humor and my sensibilities. Oh, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> uh, what did it win? Uh. Probably not nominated win, for. but got nominated for. Oh, it's gonna win. Uh, ever. Oh, here it is. Uh, writing adapted screenplay. Oh. Okay, nice. Uh, it's up against All Quiet on the Western Front. Wait, what? There was that. They made an th All that Quiet. Came out? What? When did that happen? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix what original. The hell? I didn't even know about that. That's a good book. Uh, That's insane that I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, go go watch yeah, it. I read that in high school, it was no. Rich. Go read it, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a reader. That's Damn why I have 500 me. DVDs. Wah, wah, wah. Um, living. I don't know what that is. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Okay. And women talking. Women talking. I heard about that. I one. haven't seen Top Gun, but is there writing in that, or is it just they do cool air stunts for like two and a half hours? Yes. All of the dialogue so, is improvised, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know how where they got that writing adaptation thing from. I Tom have no Cruise idea. is the best writer ever. That was so <laughs> cool when he said, yeah, sure, man. Oh, I think he got like a medal, medal of honor or something mm, like that. Cinema brilliance. Absolute historic moment when he said that. Oh. But yeah, Knives Out. How are we doing? <laughs> is uh, Any initial thoughts about the movie? I loved it. Uh, I didn't watch oh, yeah. it for a long time, and like I kind of like waited past like the hype period because I just don't watch a lot of movies. But then once I finally saw it in preparation for this episode, holy smokes! Yeah, I can see what the hype was about. It is, it's <coughs> damn good. Adam. Yeah, I didn't really know yeah, what no, it was. It's, it's. But like, I wanted to see it just because everyone was like, "Oh, it's so good," and yeah, they were right. Right. It's just. I I just like the new modern Tate about who done it rather than leading up from start to finish, like because like in most who older who done it, it's pretty much like oh the murder happens and like it takes the entire movie to kind of figure that out. While this who done it is pretty much just like you kind of have an idea who uh, like a speculation of who done it, and then other random stuff happens that makes you think it was somebody else. Then it changes the point again and then again yeah oh my god no that's... and like in the first 20 minutes it does like half of that too where it's like oh it's that person that person that person oh it was definitely oh, oh, okay that's the, it 
the first five minutes of both Knives Out movies are fantastic. Yeah, dude. The way they... I haven't seen The Glass Onion yet, but in the first one, when they just, like... They introduced every single character and just, like... They do a lot of show-not-tell with, like, the characterization, like, what their motivations are, what their relationships are with other characters, like how Jody, what's her name, the the daughter-in-law was, like, trying to dance with Jamie Lee Curtis and, like, she just wasn't having any of it. And it's like, ah, I can, I can see that dynamic. Yeah, they just, um, it's so concise and just, like, here are the characters, here are the motivations, boom. I don't know well, how else they would be- introduce all that without, like, a lot of really terrible exposition, too. God, I know. Avoiding exposition is, seems like it's so hard nowadays. Well, in the sequel, the, the, like, because they're inter- only introducing, like, four, maybe five characters... Uh, it's all of them on like a conference call, phone call, like how we were like a couple, like half hour ago. Um, they to uh, to do. Uh, they're trying to do like a puzzle box with each other, so you kind of get like the strengths and weaknesses oh, of them cool. all. It's like a remote escape room almost. Well, no, it's just it's just literally a box that came to the doorstep. It's like, yeah, get open the box, or you won't never know what's inside. Cool. Yeah, no, like have, that's that's also a good take on it. Uh, jumping back to what you said yeah. earlier, Tyler, I it, it's definitely yeah. like Knives Out is a really subversive and like modern take on whodunits. Because you're right. Another example I can think of is Invincible, where spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Invincible, spoilers for episode one. Uh, Omni Man is the killer, <laughs> and you. So rather than the whole movie being the audience trying to figure out who the killer is, you know who the killer is up front, and the tension comes from watching the characters try to figure out who it is. So it comes from, like, dramatic irony. And I just love that take on it. And Knives Out didn't quite do that. They still pulled the rug out from under us a couple times. But, you know, the fact that they, like, don't leave it completely up in the air and they give you some strong leads at the beginning is, like, a cool take on it. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think they did it a little bit better than Invincible too, anyway, because, like, Invincible it really is Omni-Man. Spoiler alert for end of season yep <laughs> but in this like there's still like a like wait was it actually her or not even though like i was confident it was her like the entire movie yeah there's like a they always give you a red herrings and like a sense of doubt but in a, in a traditional whodunit they whoever they're trying to make you think it is it's never that person like it's the classic twist but in knives out it's just different because there's twist after twist and you can't you, there's no sense of security, and I love it. Yeah. They keep you second-guessing. Tyler, how do you think this one stacks up to the uh, the sequel? Oh, uh, like against like the sequel, uh, I did not realize I was on mute oh, there no, for a second. Good. Oh, sorry, um, you, can, you can start. Yeah, um, uh, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Um... Basically, uh, like how it stacks up, like as far as like, like if you want to elaborate on that, like are we talking like the who, whole whole classic who done it? I mean, I guess I don't really want to get too spoilery for the second one, but like overall, are the two movies in like the same tier as far as like? Yeah, there's there's something to like about for both of them. Uh, like this isn't really a spoiler because you both know the murder yeah. mysteries. The murder for the sequel does not happen till like. A good like forty five minutes left of the oh, movie. Oh wow! Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a totally different yeah. take on it. That's a, so it kind of flips the script a little bit. 
Hell yeah. Huh. I mean, it sets up it sets up the like a murder, a previous murder, but like <laughs> it's hard to explain without like going into sure. detail. Right. But that's a that's I feel like that's like thing. something like whoever at a writer's table is just like, man, I want to write a movie where the murder doesn't happen for like two hours. And everyone else is like, you're mad. And like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove you wrong. They're like, you you couldn't. You're like, watch me. It's going to be happy what? and tranquil. There's going to be no conflict until 45 minutes in. Gonna lull them into a false oh, sense we'll, of security, we'll, and we'll have Dave Bautista. We'll have everyone. Boom! It's the you know, perfect honestly, formula. What, so I'm, I'm just gonna repeatedly talk about reading, I guess. But like the honestly, that's kind of like in a lot of books because you can't really do that in a movie because people have to constantly be entertained. But there've been so many books I've read where it's like, it's not nothing's happening, but like the important thing doesn't happen <coughs> for a really long time because you can get away with that. Right. You can do more exposition and the first act can be just like really long and stretched out. Yeah. I, I'm reading a sci-fi S- book which... right now that's like it's a thousand-ish pages probably <laughs> and like 400 pages in they actually get to like the like main thing that's happening. Wait, how many pages? 400. 400? It's a long book. I don't read yeah, anything it's a very past long 300 book. pages. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it's it's just like One Piece where it nothing gets explained till like now. Right? He's like, <laughs> well, I guess I better finally make a commitment. Should or get off the pot? Here's what's going on, guys. <laughs> uh, so like, speaking I'm of which, who, who direct? Real... Who... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. It's like it, it's like I'm gonna write really crazy thought out sci-fi, but it takes me forever to make you understand it. <laughs> Imagine taking 400 pages to explain a board game. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you ready? Now let's play. It's 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 like the world's most complicated board game. It's like, okay. An active player this base board of games now where you scan a QR code. It takes you to a no. video explaining it, and the video is like 23 hours long then, too. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, eh, I've watched, I've watched video essays that are longer. I can do this. <laughs> Tyler, are you going to say something about directors? Uh, yeah, uh, speaking of which, uh, who directs this again? Um, I don't remember who what their name is, but weren't they the person that directed Looper and like one of the Star Wars movies, like the new ones? Oh, oh uh, uh, Ryan yeah, Johnson. Everyone him. dislikes him for his other stuff. Yeah, Looper. I remember Looper when I was in like, I think I watched it in 2011, like when I was in high school, and I remember it being good. And after revisiting Rotten Tomatoes, it is in fact good. So thank goodness I had good taste. But I didn't know that he also directed the second Star Wars of the new new trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, and that's not, I don't think that's really his fault. That's like just the studio just be like, I don't know, whatever, come up with a script and we'll just make it work later. Oh yeah, he's because he's been the writer for every single one of his movies, right? And does that include the Star Wars crazy. one too, or was it just the executive producers just yep. brought him on? No, it includes gotcha. the Star Wars. See, I guess that's more the producers' fault for the whole Star Wars thing. But between, because who directed the first and the third ones again? It was George Lucas. Uh, and J.J. Oh, right. Abrams. <laughs> Star Wars fans are just like rolling in their graves. They're like, I wish, screaming in their chairs. <laughs> what do you mean with George Lucas? Yeah. So between those two, um, actually. Like, those should be good movies. They just needed more cohesion. Right? 
I mean, like, that was the issue altogether. Who would you guys want to direct a Star Wars movie? Hmm. Michael Bay. Hmm. Maybe Tommy Wiseau. Oh, <laughs> um, me. I know more small you know, Star think, Wars than anybody. Ooh. I should direct it. Me, the fan, should be me. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I know who. I think I know who. Who? Uh, to do. What's his name? The the guys who made like the Uncharted series. Oh, those guys, and they also oh, like like the, the actual Astros. video game guys. Naughty, yeah, like Naughty Dog as a whole, or the just the writers? No, 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 just the people that Naughty just worked Dog on Uncharted. <laughs> Can you imagine like a Star Wars that's like this? I would be pretty down for that. I know Uncharted Uncharted like, Four like, had a different writer, and that that guy also wrote The Last of Us, while One through Three was uh, a woman. I forgot her name, but either of those writers would be good for me for Star Wars. I mean, it would be like five hundred like years in the future, just going through like old shit. Hell yeah. I don't know. Also, apparently he was in Star Wars. Wait, who was? Ryan, uh, Johnson. Ryan Johnson. What? Yeah. Oh. Uh, he was in Star Wars The Last Jedi. He played Luke Skywalker's hand. <laughs> <laughs> An iconic That's role. Dumb. Cameo as hand double. <laughs> and then he was in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and he was an Imperial Technician. Well, I'll be damned. Ooh. Multi-talented. Um, also, uh, Adam, you would appreciate this. Uh, he was in uh, BoJack Horseman there for a second. Oh, really? Bro, what? Uh, Did he write uh, he for was, BoJack? Uh, no, he was just uh, in a role. Ah. Uh, he was whoever this Brian guy is. That was only in two episodes. I'm sure I don't look remember them even if I saw the picture. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. So the big heavy hitters uh, he looks familiar. In, uh, knives out. So that was like Jimmy Lee Curtis, um, Daniel Craig, and Chris Evans. Daniel Craig. I did not know yeah. that Daniel Craig could do that Southern accent, that foghorn leghorn thing. Like for a good maybe yeah, ten because, seconds. Because he's a British actor, isn't he's he? British? Maybe he is. I think I think he is. I'll have to look it up. Well, he has to be because he's from. That's where he was oh, like born. Okay, well, then there you go. Yeah, he is a English um, actor. Also, I'll be damned. Uh, well, yeah, he he, well, he played James Bond. James you have to be Bond. kind of English for that. Uh, also, Anna de Armas has been getting up there in popularity recently, yeah. so. Star-studded all around. And Christopher Plummer yeah. is uh, Harlan Thrombey. Like, kind of a nice... Yeah. Late, later in life. I, I, I freaking loved uh, Harlan throughout this entire movie. The dude just exuded I mean... this aura the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, just the moment where he's just like, he's about, he realizing he's going to die, and he's like, oh, th- that would be uh, quite unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, but only if you had uh, 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 this little vial, right? Yeah, like he's, uh, uh, I think he's already in like that first stage of grief, like denial, like where he's about to die, and like as a coping mechanism, he's just like, you know, this is a smart way to kill someone, and he just like writes down how to, how, how someone would kill him <laughs> as he's as he's currently dying or at least believing that he's dying and martha yeah. is just freaking out she's like forget that thing we need to get you to hospital he's like oh no no it's too late for me dearie i think it's cool too because oh. like you you're like oh he he's gonna be in the opening couple flashbacks and then he's just dead and that's it and then he consistently comes back throughout the movie yeah 
I want him to come back as like a ghost. <laughs> Christmas story style. Yeah, no, he's kind of like the Joker in Arkham Knight where he actually, even though, even though the character died, he gets a lot of screen time, which I was happy to see because Christopher Plummer was great. Well, it's all it's all the flashbacks yeah. and everything. And those... Uh, it, yeah, and like, I like how he like knew exactly what to do. Yeah, for real. Like he was, he was scarily well rehearsed. It's like, I mean, I know it's a movie, but just like imagine knowing being that well composed and giving such specific directions to your your caregiver as you lay dying. Well, I mean, oh, well, the the other thing is he probably like knows like uh, pretty well versed in law and everything, so he probably knew like the that one law they said like, oh, if my killer is found guilty, like, uh. All the uh, benefits from my will are yeah. ceased to her. So I'm guessing, like, he, because he already written everything over to her. Right. Okay. So point. he was, yeah. That makes more sense that how he was so prepared because he, he had planned for her to get everything anyway. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want you to get not yeah, have so this. He anticipated every way to make sure she could. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Right, just how like well thought. I mean, he's a million, multi-millionaire, billionaire for a reason. It'd be really funny if there was like a line like where like he's telling her to do all that stuff, and she's just like 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 if she's like, "How do you know all of this?" and he's just like, "This isn't my first rodeo." Ooh. <laughs> it would be even worse. I thought you were uh. gonna say like if Martha forgot any of those instructions, and it was like. Cleveland in the uh, Family Guy, the not the Shining, but the uh, Shawshank Redemption parody, where Cleveland couldn't oh, remember yeah. where the box was. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! Or, uh, do you remember where that little place was off the beaten path by an old oak tree? You remember the name of that town? Crap! <laughs> <laughs> well, so out of like the entire family, besides Harlan. Who's your guys' favorite member of the family? That's a good question. Okay, like, but who's the most decent? Decent? Oh, so not who's my favorite decent? character, but oh. who's, like, the best person? Oh, well, no, no, either that or your Maybe choice, both. honestly. Best person is easily the, um... The, the one daughter, is Yeah, the, I was like, I have no idea what her name is, but, the like, liberal the, granddaughter, the daughter like that the, is... The women's studies major... The, yeah. the worst would probably be um oh, what's his name well would it be um, so besides Harlan, walt it's it's walt you know i thought it was Rit- it's, it's richard no uh, yeah he's worse well, no walt is pretty bad i mean that one scene where he like stalked martha and like came <laughs> through the back door with the cane and that backlighting that scene was so well done like they did such a good job at capturing tension, like every time his cane struck the ground. Yeah, like that was creepy. They, they should have just had him at the end of the hallway, and you just like all the lights are off, and just have him like hit the side, and like big light come oh up. Oh my god! Yeah, no, he's and just have like intimidating music, and just be like, "Oh, hey, hey, Marta, it's just me, Walt." Yeah, like I, I like how like halfway yeah, think... through trying to explain how he got there, he just gives up. He's like, "Well, yeah, there's no way to justify. I, I snuck in through the back. Yep, that's what happened." Hi, hi, Marta. 
Uh, before that right. moment, it's, it's good in that scene too. The right, other thing that's really good is um, even when she kind of has the confidence to be like, "Well, I can take care of myself." She's still like very unsure of herself, like like because you're not going to magically, you know, just change into someone else. Like she still is that really kind of mousy personality. Oh, good point. And <coughs> yeah, no, her actress is really good at that. Like, imagine playing you're playing someone who is nervous who is just recently gaining power and confidence, like just finally realizing it. That's such a weird dynamic, yeah. like such a weird situation to be in as an actor. So she did a brilliant yeah. job with that. Oh, very much so. By the way, did you guys hear uh, uh, what Ryan Johnson uh, like has the idea for for the third one? Well, wait, there's going to be a third one? Yeah, he's already confirmed that he wants to do a third one. So does oh, Daniel sick. Craig. Cool. Yeah, well, what, what what's he doing? He, he uh, like uh, there's a popular th- uh, like uh, fans want the Muppets to be in the third <laughs> one. Really? All right, yeah. let's get ready for Knives Out three. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I could probably bet the name like five Muppets off the top of my hand that that could be killed off permanently. Sleeve. So we're gonna unsleeve some Muppets. <laughs> and sleeve them up. Yeah, it's it's, it's literally you just see one flying across the room. <laughs> no, just a giant hole in the a comedically sized hole in the wall that's perfectly shaped. Oh to yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> a Kermit shaped hole in the wall. Uh, oh. Did, last time, now in our first can... iteration of this, didn't we do like a top five list of Muppet characters we wouldn't miss yeah. getting killed? <laughs> yeah. Should we do that again? Uh, so... I could try. Like I think it was like Kermit's like nephew. That was one of them. Uh, I, I was. I this, literally did this, not know this, he say, had a nephew. Who the hell would? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He he sings the song. He's like halfway down the stairs is the place that I sit. There's somebody who feels very <laughs> validated listening to that right now, but I, I, it's not me. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll send you guys. Um, and then there's uh, Sweetums. Sweetums could die again. He's that big, like scary guy with the big orange oh, nose. Like, oh wait, let me go on Google Images. Yeah, he's that. He's that guy with the big nose and like the teeth and the like. He's got these sharp teeth and like yellow eyes. He's yeah, like, kind of gray look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, S- Sam the Eagle could probably kick oh, the bucket. The guy, I like him. I think he's cool. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, and and most definitely Pepe. I I do not know who Pepe is. The, the prawn. <laughs> who? What? Oh wait, like the Pepe? Uh, oh, that guy's name is Pepe. Yeah. I'm pretty it sure it's is. Pepe. I I keep thinking of Pepe the Frog. What, yeah, we're that... debating the name of the people. I I feel like he can die. <laughs> he gotta keep Pepe. I mean, to be fair, I didn't even know his name, but like I know what he looks like. I mean, it's either it's either him or Rizzo. I don't, I don't know who Rizzo is either by name. He's a he's the rat. Wait, Rizzo the rat. Ooh, that's a tough one. What would Gonzo do without Rizzo? Okay, do you want to rather kill out Rizzo or his uh, chicken wife? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Gonzo is a chicken wife. Or if you want to have a really funny death, just kill off Beaker. <laughs> kill Beaker with yeah. Beaker. Oh, I got it. I got the perfect death for you. Uh, it's a Big Bird's cousin from Brazil. I found the strangest thing I have found online in a while. 
Big Bird's Bro- on the fandom cousin. wiki for um, the Muppets, there is a page of a list of characters who have died. What? <laughs> yeah. uh, we can hold back on the, the yeah, Big Bird thing, but there, like... But there's what? a canonical list of dead yeah. Muppets. Yeah. Um, there was a character called Ange who got stepped on in episode 212. Uh, there's a character named Beaker. There's just a long like this goes too. Like this is crazy. Wait, Beaker uh, actually oh, died. Oh, I, t- I, I, I found it. Okay. I uh, well, and there's a robot chicken sketch where um, um, what's his name? Uh, a scooter's a sister. Like like everyone forgot about her, so like they thought okay. she died. Um, the old lady who swallowed the fly. <laughs> yeah, she died. <laughs> oh, I found the ant. Uh, p- Wikipedia page. There he is. Oh, he's so cute. And <laughs> he just gets stepped on. I I, mean, I don't think Ebenezer Scrooge counts. He's not a Muppet in origin. And well, he's not originally a Muppet. A penguin. A penguin. The Wait, penguin was penguin killed in a way that is too scandalous to mention on a family show. Oh my God! Did he get an STD? <laughs> I mean, Adelaide penguins engage in some horrifying activities. I'll leave you guys to Google it. Oh, I, I, I remember this. Uh, Elmo's Uncle Jack died. Oh, no. Elmo. And in the episode, When Families Grieve. That's like, that's, that's just sad. Wait, that's Uncle Jack? Wait, wasn't he just in a commercial recently? Oh, wait, no, no, I'm looking at Elmo's dad. Oh. Never mind, I'm not looking at Jack. So, so if you scroll to the bottom of this, um, they have the Dark Crystal Muppets. Do they count? Yeah, they're made by Jim Henson. I, I guess so. They're not Muppets, they're just, they're puppets. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're counting them, you're counting Fraggle Rock as well, aren't you? Yeah, the Fraggle Rock's right here. Oh, shit. Oh, speaking of... Uh, Muppet-related deaths. Um, this isn't even like a joke. This is, you know, this is like a heartfelt, wholesome moment. Not wholesome, not wholesome at all. But just no. The co-creator of Sesame Street died like yesterday, as of recording of this. Oh, yeah. what? I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's a real bummer. Damn. He died at like 94, so he had a really uh, long-lived life. But yeah, Sesame Street. Yeah, not Jim Henson, but Did- uh, Lloyd Morissette. <sighs> He died, oh. he died in 93. Um, um, is the, the original actor for Big Bird still alive? I have no idea who that is. Uh, they, they made a whole documentary about him. About the guy who was Big Bird? That's yeah. Cool. I don't know. Uh, Muppet is it, is it something alert. like being Big Bird? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Carol Spinney. No, uh, yeah. Let me look at him up. Uh, oh, yeah, he died in 2019. Oh, man. That was right when Knives Out came out. Uh, he also... <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Uh, uh, but, no, he also played Oscar the Grouch as well. Oh, man, really? <laughs> was he the voice or just like the yeah, puppeteer? Uh, uh, puppet- well, he was both. Oh, damn, for real. I actually did That's not cool. know. Uh, but, but he... But you know how the like the Big Bird costumes like yeah, set how, up, right? Yeah, like his right? hand is in the head, and then one of Big Bird's hands is just like limp and doesn't move. Controlling both of yeah. them. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know I did know that, uh, but I forgot that. It's like it's like looking at that. Have you seen that meme of the Fall Guy little skeleton? 
and it's like really creepy yeah yeah it's like that for big bird too <laughs> like the in the inner workings of big bird are just like an eldritch nightmare yeah <laughs> While on the topic of Big Bird, uh, what I was kind of getting to at first, um, have you guys heard of like Big Bird's like Brazilian cousin? No. Brazilian? I know he has a cousin. Yeah. That's uh, well, he's like he's he has a bunch of cousins. That's why I'm specifically saying Brazilian. This guy is oh a my menace god! Just the images right now. Is he the blue one? He's the blue one with the red Jesus beady eyes. Christ. Yeah, he has like haunting. He's a monster. He has haunting golden piss yellow eyes with like red eyelids. And he's got a <laughs> vacuous, dark inner mouth. Jesus. Why did they design him like this? Uh, because they wanted to make him different from the rest of the big birds. I mean, I'm looking at another. Because like, you should be scared like, of like, Brazilians. Like, like, name me another big bird. There's the Dutch one, and he's also blue. And he looks, he looks menacing in his own way, but. He doesn't look as bad. If you go to no. Google Images and you go like um, so left left hand side and then go two down, depending on how big your screen is, there's a picture of like the Brazilian one and Big Bird next to each other in the what looks like the Big Bang Theory living room, and he's going like, oh, he has this horrifying expression, and his beak is like <laughs> twice the size of Big Bird's. It's huge. Uh, who wins in a fight, Sheldon Cooper or Brazilian Big Bird? <laughs> I mean, do we get prep time, or is this just, like, a death battle, just, like, no preparation? No prep. Oh, my God. Brazilian Big Bird is going to Bazinga swallow him whole. <laughs> no, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> Sheldon Cooper would just kick the crap out of Big Bird. Oh, yeah? Show me some evidence. He can't. He couldn't hold his own in a fight. He flinched. Oh, he you want to bet? You know what's, do you know what's in that uh, apartment of his? Is he resourceful enough to use it on the fly, though? Uh, do you know what Sheldon Cooper's IQ is? It's pretty. It's pretty high. But have you have you ever? Did you consider a, that bird IQ? It's one hundred eighty-seven. Yeah, bird IQ is scaled. It's scaled differently than people's bird IQ. I know this because I'm a biology guy. Uh, bird IQ is like one hundred eighty-seven uh, and one. It's it's like one higher than than Sheldon's. I'm pretty sure. Adam, you're a tiebreaker. Well, Who well. wins? I, I mean, look at the size of this thing. Like it's easily. Gonna, <laughs> he's just a regular person. Sheldon Cooper has <laughs> yep. a uh, has a time Sheldon machine. Pretty big, yeah. He's a big guy. So is the big burger. Wait, he has a time machine. Yeah, That's... don't you remember where they bought the time machine? Was it after season one? Probably no. <laughs> You're just like yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to Knives <laughs> Out. How about uh, how about Marta's like lying technique? Her lying technique? Oh, lying! Oh my god! Yeah. I thought when they... F I want to know if anyone in real life is like that. For real. We're just... They should make a a, a documentary the for that. of lying is so just repulsive to you that you literally throw up. I'm imagining this well, documentary or... and they're just interviewing like... Like there's only one person on the planet who has that. So that's just interviewing the same person over and over. So I wonder like what happens if like you're on like a lie detector detector test and the lie detector says like you're telling the truth but you like throw up and the like the person's like what <laughs> yeah. or or you actually are telling the truth and it says you lie and then that makes you throw up <laughs> you're like no it's like no compass is just so strong <laughs> just like 
Yeah, it, it makes you physically sick just to laugh. Seriously, when they first introduced Marta, I thought that like she was just going to be like a side character, just like, oh my god, this is like such a stupid gimmick. And then she ends up yeah. basically being the main character, and she's like really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other dumb thing uh, I just thought of, if you like, you you guys know what I'm talking about, where like you tell some, well, someone asks you a question and you tell them what you think the answer is, and then later you realize that you were like wrong, and you could probably say that you technically kind of lied to them because you told them something that wasn't true. Would that make her throw up every time she realized that she told someone something that wasn't true? Yes, but not because she was lying the first time, because she wasn't. She was telling her truth to the best of her ability. She's lying, but she's lying now, so she, now she's going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder how she would like do like uh, like Among Us or something <laughs> like that. She's just like a... Just let, let me turn off my audio for a second. She has like Ooh. a huge tub sitting next okay. to a gamer setup. Yeah, you know, I actually well, want to because sometimes I still play Town of Salem. I want, and I usually play pretending to be a fictional character. I want to play Town of Salem pretending to be her, dude. Jeez. Like just in the chat, just like Asterix throws up, and they're like, "Did you just tell us you lied?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of which, do you guys know? Like, I, I know this is like jumping subjects. Uh, do you know what the whole piano thing was at the beginning? Oh, that wasn't that. I, see, I watched Snipes out with my dad, and I was looking at that for a second. I couldn't figure it out, but my dad's just like, he does it every time he calls bullshit. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he does it every time they lie. And I'm like, oh my god, I think you're right. Oh, uh, let's look it up. Is that what did you guys glean from that? Do you think uh, that's why he pressed the piano key, Benoit? I honestly didn't even notice it. Fair enough. I mean, it's like kind of subtle. Because, <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're oh. doing the uh, exposition of or the showcase of all three characters, like the introduction. And then every time a character says something in a story, uh, Daniel Craig just presses the key once on the piano. Huh. Oh. Uh, well, it, it, like what people, another, another person, something someone believes this, it says. Uh, this was not random at all. After Blanc hits the piano key, Lieutenant Elliot asks the same question. What time did you arrive at the house? Ah. But uh, in an interview with Ryan Johnson, he's just like, it was just a weird, goofy thing. I had written in the script that originally Blanc was just going to tap the back of the detective Elliot's chair with his foot every time he wants to ask a specific question. Oh, so it wasn't... And so... Keep going. Yeah, and then and when I worked out the geography of it, I saw that Daniel was going to be way too far away for his foot to reach, but there was going to be a piano back there, and so one day I was like, "Oh, that's weird. Just maybe plink on the piano." Huh. So he he <laughs> does it when he thinks of a question that he's going to ask. It's not when he's calling bullshit. Well, no, uh, no, it's like the same question. What time did you arrive at the party? Oh. Oh. So he presses the key when he asks the question again. Every time he asks that one question to different people. Yeah, but it's like yeah, because that question usually leads into other stuff. Jesus, yeah, I would have never. I didn't even get the bullshit guess, so I wouldn't have gotten anything. That's crazy. Uh, but as long as yeah. we're talking about the beginning, um, can we talk about how fucking good they are at foreshadowing and like kind of book ending things? Oh, hundred percent. With all the like how Harlan Thrombey was talking about the knives being like. Uh, he was talking about Ransom, like, that boy doesn't know the difference between a real knife and a, and a theater prop. 
and then at the very end he stabs Martha with a theater prop. Yeah. And we haven't we haven't even talked about um a ransom oh at God. all. He was so so good because for the first act you're just you don't see him a lot, but you're just told of what a massive ass hat he is and you're just like you're told like I should hate this person. And then you see him in the second act and you're like, you know, I actually kinda like him. Like they do a really good job of making you sympathize with him. Yeah. Well, like even if like the um uh first scene that you the first actual scene you see him in, uh you see him just walk in, grab some uh cookies and just like sit back and relax and just say fuck you to eat everyone. Eat shit, eat shit, you eat shit. You get a cha- you get a chair, you get a car, you get a car, you eat shit. <laughs> and honestly, he's just playing the game. Yeah, cuz we didn't know at that time that he knows the fate of the of the will. Like the reason he was so cavalier is because he knew that no one was getting shit. But the first time we saw it, we had no idea why he was so cool. Right? Yeah, you're just like, oh, he's crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> he's just like an asshat and like he just doesn't care. And that's why, I don't know, he's like a psychopath. Well, yeah, it, and he's trying to make the game go in his direction. Like throughout the entire movie, like picking up Martha, pick, uh, taking her out to lunch. Yeah. And then making her eat a bunch of beans and and sausage. <laughs> right. Like the dude is. It's he, it's it's weird because like you're immediately led to believe yeah it's definitely like there's no murder but if there was a murder it's gonna be ransom and in the second act you're like oh my god it's not ransom and the third act it's like no you idiot of course it was ransom look and here is why yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, ah. It's kind of funny too, because like speaking, of, like like they're like like he he's terrible. You like you're not gonna like him. And then his first scene, actually, you're like, wow, I can understand why they don't like him. And then his second scene, you're like, oh wait, maybe there's more to him. And then... yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I don't. Th- his character doesn't have that much depth, but the movie made it seem like he did, which was really cool. Yeah, and that's not yeah, really, like, like a bad he... thing. He doesn't have depth. Like, he shouldn't. Like, he is, like, vapid and shallow, and that's that's who he is. Yeah, he's just he's just an asshole, but he's just writ- he's yeah. written so fucking well. What was that, Tyler? Oh. Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it, it, he's just really, really good, honestly, from start to finish. Because, like, at first, like, you don't, like, think he has a much development, but it turns out, like... If, so much development between everyone. Like the person that I feel like has the least development is the Nazi child. Yeah, yeah, the the alt right kid, grandson. Like, I mean, how much development does a Nazi actually need? <laughs> very Not <wild>. very much. <laughs> but like, I swear, he only got like four um, lines of dialogue, and like it was more just like he's a Nazi. Like I didn't actually like get, I I didn't see it. I was told it. Like he just looked like a yeah. a kid, and they're just, yeah. and maybe he said like um, liberal snowflake once, but like I didn't really like believe it, you know. But then <laughs> he was he spent the whole night just jacking off to a dead deer in the bathroom. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, along the same lines uh, of playing the game, uh, what was that thing that uh, uh, Benoit said to Marta at the end? Oh. It, it's, it was the line that I really liked like, in the uh, movie. You didn't win by playing his game. You played, you won by playing the game your way. You're a good person, something like that. And yeah. that's right, yeah. because had 
Mar- Marta knew what liquid between the two medicines or medications to give uh, Harlem. She knew what they looked like just based on the viscosity of the liquid. She didn't actually have to read the uh, read the label. So with Ransom's whole attempted murder thing, there was an attempted murder. But Martha is such a good nurse that even though he switched the labels, she just like <laughs> went around it and gave him the right uh, injection anyway. And then she only second guessed herself later. And that's so fucking good. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess like the only thing uh, besides that that we haven't talked about would be like the, the car chase. Because that was a significant part in the movie. The car chase. You know, I don't think we talked about this last time. <laughs> or no, we no, we did. No, we no, did. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, because I remember, because I was like, and that's why I drive a Prius, so I can <laughs> slip through little alleyways. <laughs> And then get and caught then ten minutes. Adam later. brought up his car chase. Oh, that yeah. Hot? So I didn't. I didn't actually talk about this in the original take the episode, but I was in a real life car chase. What? Oh, so um, you in my you town, were on disorderly like conduct. World... Yes, I didn't get caught. Too is the cool thing. Oh my god. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so there's this uh road that goes like perfectly parallel to a railroad track in my town and it comes to like this um stoplight and it's red when i get there so i stop like i'm supposed to and on the other side of the track like the train is going on the other side of the track is there's like a cop that's sitting there that's stuck by the train and i would not have done this if i didn't look over and see it was a cop but i was like hey you can't do nothing you're stuck (laughs) so i peel out and like as like recklessly driving as possible like i skid to the side everything went through the red light skidding all over the place drove in the wrong lane for a second oh my god being as dumb as i possibly could and then i like pull back over like normal and i'm just driving like normal it's like i drive a block or two (laughs) and i look at my rearview mirror and i see the train end and you're like oh yeah i was like oh (laughs) shit (laughs) and (laughs) why did you run why did you run away were you just bored well, yeah, I was just like, like I was just being an asshole. Honestly, I was like, it's going to irritate this cop so much that he can't do anything about me doing this because the train's going to stop him. <laughs> and then the train just ends so he can stop me. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, God, like he's definitely going to get me. And to my <laughs> right is uh, um, a trailer park home. Okay. And I just gun it and fly into there. I'm like, okay, I know that there's three exits to this. He doesn't know if I live here or if I'm just going to like park here or if I'm going to go out one of these exits. So I'm just going to zip through here. I'm going to go through one of the other exits. I'm going to really hope because he can obviously go faster than me in my shitty van that (laughs) he goes the wrong way. (laughs) He has no van. (laughs) And um, I just zigzagged through it and went out one of the sides and then I just flew down a random road and then was like, in case there's another cop going to drive normal, I'm going to hope I don't see lights behind me. And thankfully, I never did. Oh, my God. Why are you madman? <laughs> Imagine that cop has like a like a Pepe Silvia type of like board in his office. He's like, this guy's going to be found one of these days. Mad and driver. when he does, I'm going to be there. So what was that? He just again? spent the rest of his life. Because my, my van too, like, um... You guys won't know me saying it right off, but my van looked exactly like the van at the end of Breaking Bad, like the second to last episode that's supposed to pick up Jesse. 
Oh my god. I'm... My van looked exactly like that van, so like he probably spent like the next however long just looking for that van. <laughs> looking for the Breaking Bad van. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably dealing meth. That's why he was driving so fast. We gotta get this guy. <laughs> Bro, literally just because yeah, you're. I was in high school too, so I don't like. I would have had to explain that to my parents and stuff too. Oh no. If you got me, so. And like Adam, why did you drive away? You're like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but you weren't guilty of, any, of anything. I was guilty of being bored in this small ass town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he was in Aberdeen, it can't be that small. Yeah, I mean, still, I mean, I, I didn't have to do that. Like that was that was honestly just me being, like, at a certain, like, I was committed at the end there, but right away, I did not have to do any of this. Oh my god, <laughs> god, that's fucking brilliant. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think we kind of hit on all the points. From start to finish and all the points from last time yeah, as well. there's a couple of stories we didn't mention, but you guys will just have to tune in for next time. Yeah, yeah next time John's on. We Our well ain't dry. We got plenty of stories to tell. We're a mysterious bunch. Yeah. There's so much more, like the time I went to the moon. Yeah. Wait, what? He went to the moon <laughs> and he found... Without us? Yeah. No, it just reminds me of, um, there's this old Adult Swim show uh, from the early 2010s uh, called Black Dynamite. Oh, I, love, I love Black Dynamite. Yeah, do you remember the episode where he went to the moon? Oh, so, yeah, because he just does whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, because the orphans wanted, like, moon rocks, and he's from Santa, because it was, like, the Christmas special <laughs> for some reason. And he, go- yeah, he goes to the moon, and be- one guy betrays him, his, like, best friend betrays him. No. And literally... Li- literally like and leaves him stranded on the moon he finds like a friend there and he grabs like a space rock and he just like chucks it down and he's like i'm pissed then he finds a spaceship flies after the space rock jumps out of the spaceship and the space rock is like enough like a meteorite and hits his best friend giving presents to the orphans the writing in that show is like that room came from the that rock came from the moon bitch (laughs) it's a real deal (laughs) And it took you all out. It was, it was someone's... Right? Wait, so it, it killed his best friend and also landed on the surface to act as a present? Uh, well, no, no, no. Uh, like, um... Uh, it just knocked oh, okay. him out. I, I can send you the clip okay, afterwards. It's like, it's, the point is, it's a weapon and a Christmas gift. And it's from the moon. That's amazing. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah I see, I see. Uh, I see, I, 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 yes. I see. Uh... I guess, do you guys have any uh, final remarks? Uh, should we, like, rate? Watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Def, definitely watch it. Should we just, like, rate it? Uh, possibly. I thought, we were I thought you were just going to go a long time and then say a rating. I thought we were going to do, like, a chipmunk <laughs> choral harmony or something. <laughs> uh, uh, I would probably give it, like, a eight and a half, nine. Uh, Somewhere around the ballpark, it's a really good movie. That takes a good modern twist on the who uh, classic who done it, uh, Scooby Doo uh, Monster of the Week type of thing. Uh, and all go watch the second one on Netflix. Uh, it's nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, rightly so. Uh, Adam, um, 
I'd probably give this like an eight out of ten. Like it, it's really solid. I'm I might like it even more like watching it another time. This could be nine, but for now it's eight. I'm probably in the same ballpark <laughs> as you guys. I'm the visual direction is great. I love the cinematography. I love the the color palette is so rich and saturated. The writing is subversive. Good take, modern take on the whodunit. Good dialogue, good characters. A couple aren't fleshed out, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah, we're looking at easy eight and a half, nine. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's a ten. What the hell does a ten even look like? It, it deserves <sighs> the praise. Go watch it. Uh, we haven't had a ten, have we, Adam? Um, I gave Sonic a ten, but I didn't actually watch Sonic. <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll I mean, Sonic it'll deserves a ten. You actually watch it. <laughs> so eight and a half out yeah. of ten. Yeah, it's a, it's a I fair rating. I might have given Alien a ten. Oh yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, it's good. I already, I already know what the lowest rated movie that you chose, Adam. Which one was that? Is it Deep? No, it's uh, well. Deep was down there, but like <laughs> uh, eight crazy nights. For, for... Oh yeah, okay. See, I, I, it's like I'm purposely trying to forget we did that movie. You're oppressing the memory. <laughs> it just keeps coming back out from the deep. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up every Christmas episode that oh. I got. <laughs> oh. There was a funny story I saw about Adam Sandler the, actually the other day about uh, how Andy Samberg invited him to his wedding. Like it was like when Adam Andy Samberg was not like huge yeah. by any means. I mean, he was huge. Well, but he didn't like, look like the third evolution um, in the evolutionary line that contains Michael Sarah and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. And Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, he and he didn't he didn't want his family just to go all over Adam Sandler since he's like one of the biggest names in the world. Yep. Uh, so what he did was, um, and so he invited him, and like the night before the wedding, they're throwing like a little party for everyone for family, and Adam goes folk. Uh, uh, method actor and plays uh, Donnie Berger from uh, That's My Boy, and just like starts acting like a like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because he's the dad to Andy Sandberg's character oh in that God. movie, and Andy Sandberg's oh character get, is getting is getting married the next day in oh, that movie. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> how could he not? Do I think that? I'd honestly be kind of mad. I'd be like, really? You couldn't just you couldn't just come here and just have and, fun at the party. And 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 he he fucking full sends that character for the entire oh, wedding. wedding. Come on, not just like the reception. The I'd be like, I'm never speaking to you again. Right. Oh, uh, line, Adam. There's a time for work, and there's a time for true love. Ah. Uh. But yeah, uh, Knives Out, In a Half a Town, go watch it at least once. Definitely. Yeah. You guys get doing and If any you live problems, in a slightly definitely. small town, mess with the cops. For no reason. Yeah. Espe- especially if you don't have anything to run for. You guys need to plug <laughs> anything? Um, uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, everything in between, and watch us come back to Spotify or wherever you listen to our stuff. Uh, because I know me and Adam were talking, like, uh, now our stuff should be everywhere now. Yeah, for some dumb reason, um, like, it didn't connect to Amazon, even though it should have, and I had to, like, manually do that. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, we got, we got some good planned stuff for the, the year, from album of the months to, um, 
some uh, a, a big project from my end in the works. Oh, um, and the power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to keep that under wraps. Uh, and the Oscars, of course. And, and Adam, I hear that you're writing an album. Yep, um, right? I am attempting to write an album. It's it's not my first try, so I'm not going to promise I'm going to actually come out with something. But um, I'm actually in a pretty good creative mood, and I bought a lot of equipment, so I'm very hopeful I'm going to finish it. Heck yeah, dude. Is it like, didn't you say it was like metal or something? Yep, uh, it's... I would just say extreme metal because if I just go into like a crazy subgenre thing, like the uh, metal heads will fight me, and everyone else will be like, "I don't know or care what that is." So it's it's just extreme metal. Plain and safe. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Do you have any last minute plugs, John? Before you're gone for like six months? Yeah, before I go completely off the radar. Uh, just nose the grind. Before going. before you come back for your triumphant return for Sonic Two. Oh, it's happening. It's totally happening. Um, it, this is happening. Yeah, uh, follow me on pretty much any social media, like Twitter, TikTok, Insta, Snapchat. It's all J-O-N-B-E-E-C-E-E, John B-C. And not J-O-H-H-N. No, no, it's J-O-N. How dare you confuse them? And uh, yeah, I just do a lot of stories and reels about like animal facts and educational stuff. I'm going to try to be doing some more of those this year. Now, because I have a lot of content, I just need to actually upload it and like refine it. But yeah, it's gonna be. You're gonna go ahead and make any on like the Big Bird family now. I gotta do it now. I gotta do the classification of the Big Bird family tree. <laughs> this is my You're life just like, now. Okay, we don't talk about Gerbard. I'm just gonna call him Garbanzo. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna call him for the rest of my life. I think he'd like that. I think that's an endearing pet name. Pet name for him. I don't want to give him a pet name. <laughs> He's your pet. He'd make a good pet. He'd make a terrible pet. He would try to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least, you just at least wake up and it's go. sitting at the foot of your bed. Ugh. At least he'd make like, a good, like guard dog and everything. What a dog? <laughs> it wouldn't even have to guard dog. anything. Like, it would just stand on your roof or something really creepy and everyone would be like, nope. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Okay, okay Adam, here's, here, here's a good one for you. Uh, him, Garbanzo versus the Babadook. Oh, that's a more fair fight. Yeah. The Babadook, depending on your interpretation of the film, isn't real. Okay, let's say so, he is real. Well, if... I think Babadook, <laughs> if he's real. I was going to say, if he's not real and they're fighting, that means that um, Garbanzo is insane. <laughs> and... And he's already lost. <laughs> so either way, the Babadook wins. Yeah, that's that's a that's sound logic. So the Bur- the Babadook beats the Burbadook. <laughs> cut, cut cut that out. It's it's at the very end. You you can cut. <laughs> no, no, we're not cutting. This is a one shot show. Oh, no, it's, it's just, no one's laughing at that. Cutting stuff takes effort, man. <laughs> Boy, do I don't I know what that's like. <laughs> Well, yeah, thanks for having me on, uh, guys. This is a, it's a good time as always. It's always a hoot and a holler and a half. Yeah. Great. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be back next week for a uh, Netflix original, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Tune in next time for my Elmo story. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Knuckles, Knuckles versus Elmo. Elmo. Perfect. That's our segue. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up now. That's yeah. it for me. Okay.
Okay. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.